Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Tuesday. It's no longer about getting your 10,000 steps each day. Apparently, what has been taking that over is getting your two hours outside. Oh, my goodness. Thank, thankfully, the weather broke uh, because how else are we going to get to get this happening? Um, two hours outside every day become the new 10,000 steps. Now, even 10,000 steps was a little bit of an extra reach. People aren't quite sure. Like researchers say, how did this number get get picked? All the indicators show that, like, you get basically diminishing returns for any effort over the level of, like, 7,000 steps in a given day. Anything over that, yeah, it's improving, but not like a ton. 7,000 is the actual magic number, not 10,000. So, extrapolating that, you're looking at more like hour and 40 minutes outside or so each day. Okay, okay, that's getting a little bit more doable. Still not really doing it, but it is nice to see there are so many different ways to be able to get outside. We're going to get into it just a little bit, but for instance, winter play is coming up towards the end of the week, and there's a bunch of different activities that are involved with that. A cut above the usual winter fun that we can do. Following the release of the documentary Framing Britney Spears, jumping into the pop music world, Justin Timberlake has been facing a flurry of backlash for the public relations uh, strategy that his camp had in place after his uh, famous relationship and the end of it with Britney Spears and her public breakdown in the mid-2000s, uh, as well as Janet Jackson. And although not directly associated with the documentary, it has been brought up in the arguments, the whole nipplegate with the Super Bowl scenario that now has put a five-minute buffer on almost all live sporting events that go uh, go to air. Um, he has apologized publicly to both individuals in a statement that says that it's just a start. I know I failed. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past. More, I'm sure, to come from that. Notorious B.I.G. Uh, has got a documentary. First trailer has been released. It's called... Uh, Biggie, I got a story to tell, and it's produced by some members of his family as well as Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, and is going to be out March 1st. And you've also got a sad story adding to the music news this morning. Ari Gold, celebrated dance music artist, succumbed to a battle with leukemia and has died at the age of 47. Gold is well known for performing with Diana Ross, Cindy Lauper, Boy George, Shaka Khan, and more, in addition to his own seven album releases. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Always been a fan of the big hair and the big attitude with Twisted Sister. I want to rock. Absolute hair metal classic. D. Snyder, the, the front man of Twisted Sister, taking on the parents' council, basically, taking on Congress back in the 1980s. So there was this list that was put together by a parental council that was headed by Tipper Gore. It was called the uh, the Filthy 15. It was uh, 15 different uh, acts, 15 different songs, I think, that were put on this list, basically saying these excesses have now been ruining the music industry and ruining our children's minds, our, our youth. Of, won't somebody think of the children? And they uh, decided to ask, well, hey, D. Snyder, would you like to come and speak? Totally underestimating the guy. And he specifically shows up in full Twisted Sister gear. He looks like he's about to perform on stage, so they again immediately dismiss him. He shows up at the desk, he pulls out the speech that he's been working on, on literally folded up loose leaf paper, and he starts noisily flattening it out on the desk. Again, they underestimate D. Snyder. Oh, he's gonna get just torn apart by all these people in suits, won't he? 
Well, and he starts to speak into the microphone. Since I seem to be the only person addressing this committee today who has been a direct target of accusations from the presumably responsible PMRC, I would like to use this occasion to speak on a more personal note and show just how unfair the whole concept of lyrical interpretation and judgment can be and how many times this can amount to little more than character assassination. <laughs> and it goes on and on from there, including every response, every every answer to every question they had. He had them by the short and curlies. Wednesday. Mardi Gras now all over. Very cool to actually see that in uh, New Orleans where it was banned, the actual regular practice and parades and everything couldn't happen as normal. You know the reason why. But people down there were actually just decorating their houses to look like the floats so that you could walk down the street and enjoy the reverse parade. Hey, that idea sounds pretty familiar. <clears throat> just saying. Uh, but so yeah, Ash Wednesday today, a day of repentance, uh, the start of Lent. Um, I'm not really one to practice, uh, but I did figure, I mean, I think I might as well. I kind of already am, in fact. I'm giving up my normal life, but it's not day one of 40. It's more like day 340 at this point, so uh, I think I'm doing pretty well. I've been to Canada's Wonderland before, and if you haven't, it's it's a time. I, I went a long time ago in my life now, so things I'm sure are a little bit different, but uh, I was able to have just a great time there, did some virtual reality stuff, played some video games, rode some rides. Electric Circus was filming their annual big concert celebration at Canada's Wonderland while I was there, so I got to meet Master T and, and a couple of the other VJs and see some of the action go down. It was so much fun. It's a little bit of a different story right there at Canada's Wonderland now and in the near future because I just read that they are going to be turning that theme park from a place of wonder into a vaccination site for COVID-19 vaccines. Way to take the wonder just right out of the place, one needle at a time. Turning lineups from a pain in the ass to a pain in the arm. But really, I'm just messing around. It is good. It's great, in fact, because I want theme parks and concerts and international travel back. So do it up. We're all hitting a wall right now. I mean, that's just anecdotal evidence speaking truly. Uh, I've just noticed that it seems a lot of people are, are really struggling. And I, there's been waves of it, right? I mean, I think that right around just the before Christmas in the height of the, the holiday activity and stress and weird lack of it as well. That was a wall that people were hitting. And now this one doesn't seem to make as much sense. You often hit a kind of wall anyway when it comes to the stress of the end of the year but by the time you hit mid-february it's not like supposed to be a ton going on and yet the pandemic continues on 10 months of this 11 months of this almost a full year of this where we've been living at least and it's totally understandable uh, a lot of explanation uh, that comes from people who deal with you know therapists people who deal with people going through stress and providing solutions and strategies and things uh, they are informing them that well, you know how you have a system in your body of adrenaline and various other chemicals and, and substances that helps regulate how you're feeling? You're, you're, you're just out. You, you, the sponge has been wrung dry. You don't got a whole lot left, and that's what's making it really, really feel like there is a wall to, uh, to overcome. But overcome it we can and will, for sure. I just want to make sure that if you are feeling that way, you know, deep down, you are far from alone. It seems... Everybody around us is in a similar situation and feeling that wall, feeling that burden. So, 
uh, take care of yourself. And if you are looking for a little bit of help or some, uh, you know, uh, other ways to cope, well, there's some other solutions in line. Uh, we're very big fans of them and what they do. They are a crisis prevention organization, and they've got a 24-hour crisis line every single day of the year. Seven eight zero seven four three help. That's four three five seven. Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. A uh, Polish phenom has caught praise from some very talented guitarists, namely Tom Morello and Paul Stanley. Uh, 20-year-old Marcin from Poland, he posted a video of himself not only crushing the Jimmy Page riffs from Led Zeppelin's Cashmere, he also added in some guitar body percussion for a sound just like this. Uh, pretty, pretty incredible. As Morello put it, some people are just really talented. And in the metal world, both vocalist Stu Block and bassist Luke Appleton have formally resigned from the band Iced Earth, this following the band's guitarist John Schaefer's direct involvement with the January 6th insurrection and terrorism at the U.S. Capitol. Their reasons for the professional and personal distance are incredibly clear, but it does seem strange in any case that members of a metal band describe quitting as resigning. Just feels strange. There's things you just shouldn't name your pets. I'm just saying. I mean, you really can do whatever you want. You can name anything, anything. Pets, though, I do think there are some weird names to pick. And I get especially defensive about a certain one. To set the scene, last night, watching a video, wasting time completely. It's one of those The Dodo Animal Rescue videos where you get to see the quirky behavior of an animal that's now got a second chance at life. Oh! Presses all the buttons for me. But uh, this dog, apparently its weird behavior is that it does this playful stalking where anytime it just gets the right mood, it'll look at its owner and start doing a very slow walk towards. And once he gets close enough, oh, it's time to attack. A playful joking attack, of course. And I'm watching along and then this happens. Please don't do this. I don't want, I'm, no, Steven, please, please, please. It's midnight. Steven. It is 1.03 a.m. Please don't do this. I have a coffee. If you knock this over, I swear. Steven, don't know. Steven! Who names their dog Steven? I mean, I, I don't even call myself Steven, though that's my birth name. I go by Steve. I just prefer it a little bit more, but even that, Steve the dog. I don't, I don't think that fits. Thursday. Insane to see what's going down in Texas. Uh, uh, yesterday was talking about how, well, you know what? In some cases, I do believe that, you know, some people just need to grab a shovel if they're able. But there's more and more cases proving that there's just infrastructure not ready to handle this in the form of just plumbing not built for temperatures. And they're not even as cold as we have it today, but still, it's enough. It's enough to burst those pipes, which is causing a bunch of problems. It's enough for the weight of the snow on flat roofs that aren't designed to hold anything but the, a few leaves to actually come crushing down into people's living rooms. It's, it is pretty wild. Um, and I feel for the people that are out there. Uh, some of those images are actually really reminding me of a, of a winter I spent as a kid. Used to live on Alberta Drive in town. And uh, I think that they have improved things vastly since that time, but it used to be almost a yearly occurrence that somewhere nearby a water main would break when the winter hit. Like, just regular situation. This year, however, that water main break happened directly in front of our house. So, first off, no water. Sounding pretty similar to some of the situations down in Texas. But then, the repairs 
were causing vibrations that were knocking our power in and out. Now, there's some people in Texas been out of power for over two straight days, which, when you don't have heat, is kind of a big deal. You know, we look at those minus 16 degree temperatures and go, oh, they can't handle it. Well, I wouldn't be able to handle that inside my house either. And I do remember things getting pretty cold. Extra layers and extra blankets were required from that one winter when I was a kid. Um, so I feel for those people in Texas, and I hope that things get to uh, improving pretty soon, but storm has to dissipate first. The 16-minute set from the White Stripes uh, has been set loose on the internet. Back in 2005, the band was featured on an indie showcase program called From the Basement. Nearly a year ago, it was announced that the entire archive of performances from the program would be made available on YouTube, and now the very first episode recorded, the one featuring the White Stripes at the height of their popularity, is finally ready to go. As well, Jethro Tull marking a 40th anniversary. It's specifically for their A album release, and they're going to be re-releasing a, a giant reissued box set featuring archival concert footage, uh, DVDs, videos, track-by-track -track annotations from members of the band, of the music, and, uh, and more. It's going to be out April 16th of this year, available for pre-order right now. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Twice in the last week, twice, karaoke parties were broken up in BC and Richmond specifically, so just in one spot. Um, okay, can't can't wait to get those songs belted out, I guess. Uh, you know, and like lots of people uh, with, uh, you know, minimal fines each, but it kind of builds up, right? Builds up when you got like 21 people together plus the organization itself, the, the, the owners, the business, whatever. Uh, but uh, just wild to me that I, I just don't quite understand it. I love karaoke. It's a fun time. It really is. It truly is a great time with friends and everything. It's just not exactly the first thing I'm reaching for right now. There are some other factors at play. So, you know, I just think maybe, maybe for a little bit longer, just keep screeching for non-blondes into the shower head instead of a $15 microphone. You know what I mean? Stay at Buffalo Bill's house, the Airbnb. Yes, well, I mean, it's a bed and breakfast. I think it's listed on Airbnb. Regardless, you can spend the night and do the tour and have the food and presumably be totally creeped out. Uh, yeah, the serial killer from Silence of the Lambs had a very creepy abode. I mean, made creepy by his involvement in it, of course. But now it's available for weddings, overnight stays, guided tours, and a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah I guess it uh, recently was went up for sale. $300,000 American is all it took. And now... It's turned into an opportunity, an entrepreneurial opportunity. Um, I don't know if I would be able to handle this. I feel like, feel like I'd just be hearing Q Lazarus everywhere I went, looking over my shoulder, you know, <laughs> watching out for any rope or lotion. Um, and I feel like, I mean, if I was the person behind it, uh, I would have fun with it for sure. You know what you're getting into. So why not really get on theme with it? Like, I would have fun on-theme decorations and signs and stuff. You know how they always have those helpful things like, here's here's what the Wi-Fi code in, and here's how the water works, and all that stuff. I would have things like a sign saying it puts the door code combination in, or else it gets locked out again. You know, that kind of thing. I don't know how much money I would make, but I, I would have a lot of fun doing it. That's the point, right? Friday. Somebody put together a 4K, 60 frames per second... Remastering of the Rick Roll, Rick Astley, never gonna give you up. You know the one. I know. I hesitated. I hesitated. I was. I wasn't sure if I should. Is it really a Rick Roll if I say it's coming? You know what I mean? Did I really? Was I really tricking you? I don't think so. I don't think so. But 
I'm here to tell you, you can watch this video. It is a cursed video on the internet, though. Absolutely. It's so strange. The 60 frames per second is jarring. <laughs> it's so crisp. And also, I wasn't aware, but now I am, thanks to this, uh, this very, very uh, crisp video, that apparently Rick Astley recorded this music video and the song when he was about nine years old. So, um, that's a fun fact. I didn't know. Uh, I thought he was uh, like a little bit older singing about what he was never gonna do and what he might do. Um, it's it's a very very strange situation, and I don't know why somebody thought this needed to be given to us in the world, but it's there nonetheless. And if you've got that morbid curiosity, I urge you go and check out the whole thing, or at least as much as you can stomach before it gets weird to see tiny baby Rick Astley. Like seriously, he looks like Tom Holland. Just expecting him to. Whip some spider webs out of his wrists at any point. It's very strange. Big, big hearts. Dolly Pardon. You know it's just part of what makes her Dolly and why we love her. Here's another reason, though, actually. She's from Tennessee, if you didn't know. The legislature of the state decided that they were going to, uh, you know, put a bill out there, see how it went. And the bill with this is, has the intention of uh, erecting a statue of Dolly Parton on those Capitol grounds. Um, she says in her own words, I'm honored and humbled by their intention, but I've asked the leaders of the state legislature to remove the bill and from any and all consideration. She goes on, given all that is going on in the world, I don't think putting me on a pedestal is, is appropriate at this time. I hope, though, that somewhere down the road, several years from now, or perhaps after I'm gone, if you feel I still deserve it, then I'm certain I will stand proud in our great state capital as a grateful Tennessean. In the meantime, I'll continue to try to go do good work to make this great state proud. Holy cow. In other words, Dolly just turned down a statue of herself. Like, there's no way that that thing wasn't going to get A-OK'd. By whoever needed to A-OK -okay it, but she's not gonna stand for it. No statue allowed from Dolly. I would n pardon me? Pardon me? I would not have the strength to do that. I would absolutely move heaven and earth to be able to have a statue of myself somewhere. It would be the most confusing statue ever. No one would know what was going on. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Brian Warner, a.k.a. Marilyn Manson, is officially the subject of an investigation with the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. Following the recent accusations from several individuals, including actress Evan Rachel Wood and former fiancé of Manson, uh, the Special Victims Bureau are looking into the details of events from 2009 to, tw uh, to 2011. Manson has denied all allegations but has been dropped from his label and several TV appearances have been cancelled as well. Following a trend of legacy artists selling the rights to their musical catalogs, the Beach Boys have just made a major sale. We don't know how much money changed hands, but newly launched company Iconic Artists Group now owns the band's master recordings, part of their publishing rights, their memorabilia, and their brand entirely. The deal goes so far as to secure the rights to the members' likenesses, which makes me think that there could be Beach Boys holograms coming in the hopefully distant future. And the members of the Tragically Hip are celebrating an anniversary today. It's the 30th anniversary of their second studio album, Road Apples, uh, an album that features so many favorite singles, including Fiddler's Green, a song that was written for Gordon Downey's young nephew, who unfortunately passed away during the writing of the album, a song that they did not play often very much uh, live until their final and farewell tour. As well, fun fact, the album's working title was Saskadelphia. Fortunately, that was re rejected by the record label. Figured it would confuse listeners. I gotta say, Road Apples is great. Saskadelphia is fantastic.
I think it's time for another punch lineup. I do, I do. It's time to get into it. And here's the reason why. I read an article with a headline this morning that read, Alaska woman using an outhouse was bitten by a bear from below. I don't think the ranger's gonna like that very much, Yogi. Um, let's dive into it right now. Alaska woman using an outhouse was bitten by a bear from below. That had to be pretty unbearable. Okay, that was a gimme. Alaska woman using an outhouse was bitten by a bear from below. Nat nearly scared the poop right out of her. Again, all right, low-hanging fruit. Alaska woman using an outhouse was bitten by a bear from below from honey bear to honey dipper, which I just learned is a bit of an insult to sanitation workers. They shouldn't have to deal with that crap. Alaska woman using an outhouse was bitten by a bear from below. In other words, she found a growler while trying to leave a growler. Uh. That one's gross. Alaska woman using an outhouse was bitten by a bear from below. The entire affair was a rare bear scare on a bear derriere while she was unaware. Through a small square. You'd best beware. That's it for the punch lineup. Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 530 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.